Welcome to The Conscious Matchmaker. I'm your host, Sophie Singer, founder of Sophie Love, alongside Elizabeth Foster, lead executive matchmaker and conscious dating coach. Whether you're single or looking to enhance your relationship journey, let us support you in creating meaningful connections. Get ready for heart-to-heart conversations, expert insights, and a dose of compassionate wisdom. This is The Conscious Matchmaker. Let the journey to love begin. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to The Conscious Matchmaker here with Elizabeth Foster. Hi, Liz. Hello, Sophie. How are you? I'm feeling good and happy and um, excited to discuss our um, our second practice of authentic relating. We're doing a little series of episodes about the five practices of authentic relating. Last episode, we talked about welcome everything. And today we are going to talk about assume nothing. That is the second practice or pillar of authentic relating. Assume nothing. <laughs> what does that look um, like? <laughs> That's hard. Well, we can't. It's like we are, as human beings, we're assumption-making machines. It's how we get through life. We need to make mm-hmm. assumptions. Otherwise, we couldn't function. Yeah. But mm-hmm. assumptions can get us into a lot of trouble, especially when we're meeting new people. Actually, mm-hmm. Assumptions get me into trouble even when I'm talking to my own husband who I've known for 14 years. I make a lot of assumptions. Um, So assume nothing, you know, we assume as a way to create predictable environments because it's easier to assume than to take the time and energy to make contact with reality as it is. So some of our assumptions are correct Mm-hmm. but many are wrong. I would yeah. say more than half of the time, whatever I'm assuming is not correct. It's an incorrect yeah. assumption. And so we reflectively react when we assume and we relate to our past. So assumptions typically come from our past experiences. Mm-hmm. We Almost intelligent- like a survival too. Yes, it is. It is a survival mechanism. Again, it's like what gets us through life. We have to be able to make assumptions, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Because we can't always have all the information about everything at every given time that we need, right? So you operate based on certain assumptions. Mm -hmm. But there's something to be said about the fact that we do reflectively react when we assume, um, but we intelligently respond when we don't assume. And we relate to the present moment versus our stories from the past. This, so how this shows up in dating, especially, um, this, this brings up something that you and I both um, learned a little bit about and has just come up over and over and over. Um, we learned about it during one of our matchmaking conferences. Um, one of the psychology coaches was... Um, doing a presentation and she was talking about the reticular activating system, which is, I found this to be 
profound because this is the case always. It's a filter in our brain that brings us back what we actually believe versus what is actually happening. Okay. So it's reinforcing so, our assumptions. Mm-hmm. So when we make assumptions, you know, you're sitting across from a new person, you're speaking to them, you're getting to know them. First of all, it's natural for us to fill in the blanks of what we don't know with an assumption. That's what we automatically do. And our assumptions are usually based on our past experiences, not on the present moment or what's actually happening. And then our system, our brain and our system starts to look for affirmation of that assumption. So when we're talking to someone new and you make an assumption like whatever that is, right? Oh, he must be this way. You're mm-hmm. thinking it, right? And your head's just happening automatically. It's not, it's not even within our control. We just do it. But the assumption is made. And if we don't ever stop to check, right, to actually ask, to notice that we're making an assumption and check it, our mm-hmm. system is going to start looking for uh, affirmation and signs that will reaffirm. It's like experiencing, it's like we experience people and life as we are through that lens that is colored by our assumptions, our past experiences. Liz, I was going to say, why don't we chat, like you share a little bit, kind of how that shows up for us with our clients in dates, et cetera. Yeah. Well, the, one of the things that comes to mind is, um, you know, in in dating in general too, when we're on a first date with somebody, we might not know how the other person feels, you know, it might just be like an okay date, but, you know, having a good time conversing with them, you know, and I'm thinking about um, a client experience where the, the client felt like, well, I'm not going to reach out to her after the date because I didn't think she liked me, you know, um, when in actuality, the feedback that we received from her was, I did have a good time and I'm definitely interested in connecting again. But the assumption was, you know, because, there, you know, wasn't some kind of level of affection or a text back, or it wasn't like very, very obvious and explicit that this person wanted to connect again. The automatic assumption was she doesn't like me then. So I might as well Mm -hmm. not even reach out to her, you know, Mm -hmm. and thankfully, you know, because we have the privilege of getting feedback from our clients and from their matches. Usually, Mm -hmm. you know, I was able to tell him actually she did have a good time and she would like to see you again so reach out to her you know say hey I'd love to connect again this time this place and he did and they had a second date and it went well and you know but that's that's one of those things that like when as you said like if we're making the assumption that this person isn't interested in me then you know if they sit back and relax in their chair, or they have maybe a quiet moment or, you know, anything that they do, our brains are going to look at that and say, oh, well, that means they're not interested. Not the myriad of other things that it could have meant like, oh, she's comfortable in your presence, (laughs) you know, or (laughs) she's thoughtful and thinking about her answer to your question, or, you know, she's Mm. a little bit low energy. She had a long day and this was after a busy work day. So, you know, there's so many ways that like so many other things that could have happened for someone to respond in a way. And when we make the assumption, we only, there's only one way that it could be. 
And usually it's reflective of who we are. You know, it's always reflective of who we are because it's a mirror for our reality. Our brains are literally making that happen right. for us. <laughs> yeah. And I think oftentimes this is our system protecting us too, the parts yeah. of us that are set up to protect us. Oh, okay. I see the assumption is made based on someone's body language or how they're reacting in the conversation, et cetera. Um, there's always, I feel like we hear this a lot. I've heard this so many times during date feedback. Yeah. Towards like at some point in the date, I just noticed she's kind of like shut down. There was seemed to be like a loss of interest. I just didn't think mm -hmm. she was, didn't want to be there anymore. And so that's mm -hmm. it. The assumption's been made that this person's not interested. And I mean, I, I coach and encourage my clients in those scenarios as, as hard as it seems to do this. I mean, this is, these are the skills that we're teaching people in authentic relating um, and conscious dating is to really slow down and first of all, be comfortable with a moment of silence. Sometimes mm -hmm. people are thinking about what you just said and processing it. Every moment doesn't have to be filled with words and a ping pong mm -hmm. back and forth. Actually, there's so much richness and beauty in the silent moments in between all the words. And also, if you notice the person across from you, you don't know them yet. Like this is like your first couple times hanging out and you notice a shift or there may be, you know, oh, they're shut down or they're checked out or they don't want to be there. Mm -hmm. It is, I, I encourage, I encourage people to stop and notice that mm -hmm. and reveal that they are noticing this and maybe ask and check the assumption. And you can even set the context and say, hey, so I noticed, I'm noticing something right now. It's a little uncomfortable to reveal actually, but I'm noticing something that I wanted to share with you. Are you open to that? And then they're actually, A, you're preparing them to share something a little bit uncomfortable mm -hmm. or edgy. They're not yeah. going to be caught off guard. They're always usually going to say yes. So you're connecting. So you're not just authenticing. Yes. Not just dumping on them. <laughs> you're not like, you look uncomfortable, you know. Right. It's. <laughs> I noticed you. You look like you're shutting down. That's that's an affront on someone who might mm -hmm. be shutting down or tired yeah. or whatever's happening, right? Could but like I'm noticing opposite something. Effect. <laughs> right, right. I'm noticing something, and it's a little uncomfortable. But I'm, you know, I'm really trying to practice slowing down and checking my assumptions before I jump to any conclusions. Mm -hmm. And do you mind if I share with you? Of course, they're usually going to say yes. Mm -hmm. And then you could share. Like I just noticed, you know, at some point, just I don't know if it was something I said or what it is. I'm making a bunch of assumptions. You just seem like I'm not sure if you're enjoying this experience anymore or maybe you seem like you might be ready to go Mm -hmm. All these are assumptions of mine. Yeah. I don't know if they're actually true. I'm, and I'm wondering, I notice myself wondering how you're feeling in this moment, like how you're actually feeling. What's this experience mm -hmm. like for you just at this point in this date? It's almost like saying, how's this date going? Yeah. <laughs> for you. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, 
And it's, it is, I know it sounds awkward as we're saying this right now. It is amazing how liberating that type of a conversation is. It drops you into the moment, in the present moment between you and another person. Mm-hmm. You can share your experience. They can share theirs. Mm-hmm. Maybe they are totally interested, but they're just they're in their heads about something that happened earlier that day. Yeah. And they can share that with you. And suddenly you're having like a felt present moment, deeper, more emotionally intimate experience and conversation. Mm-hmm. Maybe you're there to be helping them feel seen and heard. Yeah. As opposed to have to pretend to be like having the best time because you're on a first date. Mm-hmm. They might be having a good time, but they might be having another part of their human experience. And again, so to me, this is all of this is to say that I just I just want to bring being human back into the dating space. Yeah. Not being well, <laughs> robotic. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I think, you know, having these conversations too allows the pressure to be alleviated in those situations, mm. you know, allows us to um, be really upfront about what our experience is and show that, you know, little sliver of vulnerability and that we're willing to um, have these conversations and, and be our, our most authentic selves with someone, you know, and hopefully that person can meet you there too. A lot of people, um, you know, who are open to sharing and, and wanting deep connection, they're going to love that you're asking these questions and love that you're getting off script from the, what do you do? What's your family like? Where are you from? How long you been here? You know, Mm -hmm. and, um, Mm -hmm. Just really allowing allowing the conversation to be um, really present and and really vulnerable, and that doesn't mean like you're sharing all of your trauma and everything, but it means you're, you know, you're showing up, and this is your vulnerable and true experience in this moment with this person. And I also I think it touches back on what we talked about last time with welcome everything, you know, even the assumptions. You know, welcome the assumptions, notice the ways that you're you're assuming something about someone Mm -hmm. and bring some light to it. You know, not don't don't you know, you don't need to assume that your assumption is correct (laughs) because, you know, it (laughs) might not be. Um, But if you notice you are um, have, you know thinking that this person must be this way because of this job or they must be this way because they're an only child or they have six mm-hmm. siblings or whatever it is, you know, you can just bring light to that and be, you know, ask a really open question. Like, Hey, I, I'm curious. Like my assumption is that being an only child means, you know, this, this, and this, was that what it was like for you? Tell me more about that experience. I'm curious, you know? And so yeah, it doesn't, you know, it, it it opens up conversation to really understand who a person is and what their lived experience is, um, as opposed to their stats and how they fit into mm-hmm. the check boxes that we sometimes live by. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's really, that's really rich, Liz. Um, yeah, I mean, the practice itself, this assume nothing, is to just, I mean, it's simple, right? It's to notice your assumptions, which requires slowing down, 
mm-hmm. and welcoming the assumptions. Yeah. Um, and then checking them out in reality with the other person. If they're wrong, we let them go. We don't allow them to color the lens from which we're going to experience this other person. And the outcome of this practice is so beautiful. Like you just said, it breeds curiosity. Mm-hmm. And that is the key. People are always like, oh, be curious. Like you got to be curious on dates. But guess what? Curiosity doesn't just spontaneously happen. Mm-hmm. It comes from something. And if you slow down, start noticing your own assumptions, which are going to happen no matter what. 100% guarantee I'll put money on it. We all do it nonstop. Mm-hmm. I do it in most conversations. Yeah. If you can slow down enough and notice your own assumptions and start checking them, that there, that is curiosity, mm-hmm. right? And it's true, like deep, unbridled curiosity. And of course, it breeds humility and gives you this sense of, it gives you more, I would say, like environmental and emotional intelligence. You know, again, mm-hmm. people talk about, oh, I need somebody emotionally intelligent. Okay. But that's well, a what does practice. That look like? yeah. 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 It's it's a doing. Mm-hmm. It's a conscious effort mm-hmm. to notice, right? You know, as we're talking about this, the thing that comes to mind too is that our assumptions aren't always negative either. You know, it doesn't necessarily have to be this um, judgment on a person. It can also be a positive assumption. Um, And that doesn't make it any less wrong. (laughs) You know, it can still be (laughs) a wrong assumption, even if it is a positive one. Um, So even more Mm -hmm. so, you know, we might meet somebody and we have a really great first date with them, you know, and we're, oh, they're checking all of these things that I'm looking for. They're really what I'm looking for. But still allowing the opportunity, like you said, to slow down. And maybe they do meet these things that you're looking for, but getting curious about what does that look like for them? You know, maybe you want somebody who is uh, very family oriented, but does that look like they have, you know, close brothers and sisters, or they want to have children in the future, or, you know, there's so many ways that an assumption can go. And so even when it's a positive one, and it, you know, sort of fits Mm -hmm. within what we're looking for, it is still really beneficial to dive deeper into that and get more information and get more understanding about what the truth behind it is for that person. Because, you know, we can also get off to the races in our hearts and our minds before we really know somebody too. And that can, you know, lead to maybe a lot of fun experience, but sometimes a lot of heartbreak too. So allowing again, that Mm -hmm. slowdown and allowing Mm -hmm. us to explore even the positive assumptions that we have about a person. Yeah. I love that. And I I also want to give everyone a little kind of direction on how to do this actually in IRL in real life. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, And I, I encourage people, I always encourage everyone be bold Mm -hmm. in your vulnerability and meet your edge um, when you are having these new uh, conversations and interactions And when you're on a date with someone and you're noticing that 
probably not your person or you're just like, okay, like let's say you went on a date and this person looks totally different than their photos online. Okay, that's disappointing. But here's your chance to practice speaking openly, assuming nothing, welcoming everything, meeting your edge. When the stakes are low, you're not worried. Are they going to like me? Are they not? Like mm-hmm. this is a great and then and then also this opportunity to like just emotionally connect to a person, be seen and heard. Mm-hmm. You see and hear them. And and what that looks like, I encourage people when they are trying to do this and checking their assumptions. Again, it's not something we were ever we were ever taught. I was not taught this growing up ever, um, mm-hmm. up until a couple of years ago when I started learning authentic relating and training in this is to check assumptions, right? And so you can say it a bunch of different ways. I find that it's really nice to say, I notice an assumption that versus, okay, so I'm assuming that da, 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 da. Mm-hmm. So you could say it either way, but if you say, I, I think when you say I notice or even there's a part of me that is, I notice a part of me is assuming. So what it does is it actually separates you from this assumption. It softens it, actually, yeah. I think. I don't know, Liz, what do you think? I think it it softens the whole thing. You're not like, I assume that <laughs> X, Y, Z, that's a strong, yeah. like, this is what I feel and believe versus this right. separation from the like I noticed this little assumption yeah. <laughs> you know yeah I think you're spot on does with that, that too does because, that resonate uh-huh yeah 100% I think what I what I notice in hearing that is that it can um like you said give space to the assumption and and yourself and your inner self you know it's not saying mm-hmm. I believe that you are this, you know, I Mm -hmm. judge that you are this. It's saying, I have this, you know, curiosity. I have this part of me that is wondering, is this true? Mm -hmm. You know, and it's not, you know, it just, it, it, because the reality of the matter is that is the, that's the truth. There is a part of you that is curious or assuming or, you know, whatever it is, you're not as a whole being as your inner self you're not, you know, this judgmental, assuming kind of person, you know, nobody, that's not our, that's not our authentic way of being, you know. But if we allow ourselves, even just the space and the slowdown to say, hey, I'm noticing that I have an assumption coming up about this thing. And just curious, you know, what does that look like for you? What can you expand on that a little bit more? I'd love to hear a little bit more about that. And, you know, Mm -hmm. and and it also, I think, speaks to your willingness to um, to to be open and changeable and to be wrong, you know, which is incredibly mm. important in all aspects to be able to learn something new and and receive that well, you know. And I think, you know, the I think the other thing is that it also um, gives you the grace to to be able to receive, to be received in a way that is not an assumptive person, not, you know, making these harsh judgments, you are open to Mm -hmm. being changeable and and learning and growing and, 
and finding out new, new things all the time. So I think it gives grace in a lot of ways and helps, helps deepen the connection always. Yeah. And what I love about this practice is that the person across from you who's never heard of this or done any of it, you're, you're, you're basically teaching by modeling it. You're giving it to them because mm-hmm. the moment you open up these parts of you to connect to, like, oh, I notice I have this assumption and you seem like you shifted your body, you know, like you seem like, I don't know, I have an assumption that suddenly you're not having that much fun anymore. I'm noticing this. I'm wondering if that's true. Revealing mm-hmm. how you're feeling. I'm nervous to tell this to you. Revealing this sets the context. It gives permission to the other person to let down their guard. And suddenly, again, we're dropping into what I like to call the antidote to dating boredom, which is exploring what's happening in the given present moment between two people, the experience they're sharing versus, so it's truly being present versus Mm -hmm. what, you know, we refer to in level one conversations, level two conversations, which are facts or feelings about facts, things that happened Mm -hmm. before, things that happened in the past or that they're looking forward to in the future. This is truly, again, this practice of being in the present moment and shining a light on what is happening between you and another person in the present moment. This leads us to what we will be talking about in our next episode. So if you found this at all fascinating or interesting, tune in to the next episode, which we'll we'll be talking about the third practice, which is revealing your experience. Thanks for tuning in, everyone. Liz, thanks for joining. Thank you, everyone. See you soon. Thank you for joining us for another episode of The Conscious Matchmaker. We hope you enjoyed diving into the world of conscious dating and relationship skills with me, Sophie Singer, and Elizabeth Foster. If you're on a journey to find love or strengthen your connections, remember to hit that subscribe button so you never miss an episode filled with heart-to-heart conversations and expert insights. Connect with us on Instagram at matchmakersophie for daily inspiration and updates. Visit our website at www.sophie.love for exclusive content and check out our blog for even more wisdom on the art of conscious dating and connection. Dating and relationships are a vehicle to your healing and growth. Remember, love is a journey and we're here to support you every step of the way. Subscribe, follow us, And let's continue on this path together. Until next time, this is The Conscious Matchmaker. Sending love your way 